Hi, welcome back to the Mom Mentality Show. My name is Austin Chadwick and co-host is Chris Lucian. And today we are definitely excited to have Paige Watson joining us. Got some excellent topics and experiences lined up to share about on uh, kind of being accidentally fast, uh, team learning and growth and interviewing to build a team. So uh, before jumping into that, Paige, do you mind introducing yourself? Sure. So I've been a developer, uh, boy, it seems like forever now, but probably close to three decades. My my first computer was a, an Atari 400, and I had that basic ROM cartridge, and, uh, and I thought it was the best thing ever. Um, I've been a technical coach. I am currently a technical coach. I work for Industrial Logic, and uh, I've been a technical coach for a couple of years now, although I've sort of always been in that coaching role as a senior lead type developer person as well. Um, I'm... I'm going to be really passionate about uh, about good quality practices, good, good uh, tends to be XP practices, but I don't I don't know the best way to to build software. I know the best way right now. <laughs> fantastic, fantastic. Right there with you. And uh, yeah, I love the quality practices as well. And um, yeah, I'm really excited about your first topic. Um uh, with uh, fast agile and reteaming and self-selection and kind of you, you're mentioning before that you've been on several teams that kind of have uh, uh, experimented into fast like things. And I know for us, we have uh, not not like following fast by the book, so to speak, but uh, have had several experiments in that uh, vein. And so Really excited to hear your experiences and ask some follow-up questions, but uh, maybe for those who don't know what it is yet, uh, maybe share uh, what is FAST and uh, what's been your experiences. Yeah, so FAST Agile is a framework, stands for Fluid Scaling Technology. Um, it's a framework where we organize around work. We organize instead of having lots of small teams that are feature-based, instead we, we organize one team around the work. And we use a modified uh, open space marketplace if you're familiar with open space. And uh, we dynamically reteam every iteration and we and let the teams self-select their work. So basically uh, very much like a, like open space um, conference, you have a list of things that the PMs put on the board or, or you know in the in the um, stuff they'd like to see get worked on. You have people that step up and take the the item that they want to work on and they say, I'm going to work on this item and I'm going to be in team room number one. And they put it in, you know, I, I speak when when we are in person, but even, even now we do use like a mural or Miro, right? They put a sticky on the board that says, I'm going to be in team one and here's the, the work I'm going to uh, be doing. And I need somebody that knows databases and somebody that knows security if if somebody wants to join me. And we fill up our work in progress slots. And then uh, everybody else gets a chance to put their name on where they want to go. And uh, off we go. We, we basically um, create smaller teams around that work and uh, and go forth and do the work. So that's the that's the basic overview of FAST. Right. Nice, nice. Yeah. And I, I have some specific follow up questions because I've uh, heard some experiments recently ran. And uh, but I guess 
maybe uh, it says you've done this on several teams. Um, yeah. So what's that been like for you and what's your, been your personal experience with it? So I, I love it. it. It's, it's a little bit of a learning curve to go from showing up at work and having someone hand you your, your assignment to, to the point of here's the work that needs to be done. Who's going to work on it. Right. So that's a, that's been a practice and a learning curve. Um, but when you get there, it's super empowering. It's, it's really, um, it creates a, a, like a team responsibility, a team ownership of work. And, and honestly, things move faster, right? Um, I've been on several teams, obviously the, the one at Primera Blue Cross, where we actually sort of came up with fast. It wasn't really called fast at the time, but we were, you know, uh, Ron Cortell, who you've had on, uh, was there and he had this idea and we kind of did experiments around it and came up with what what he is uh is calling fluid scaling technology now and um i've been at other companies and without necessarily telling them like we should do fast agile or you know like this is the framework whatever but instead saying what do you want to do how do we want to work you know, do we want to get a list of our work assigned to us? Do we want to work, you know, on on uh, the top level? Well, obviously, you always work on the, the highest priority thing that the application doesn't do right now. But, you know, how do we want to select that work? We as developers, we know how to write code. We know how to make good software. We know how to choose what needs to come next. And we can be responsible for that. So, so you know, do do we want to try self-selecting our work and and talk to our PM and then just have them give us a list of like, here are the things I'd like to see that are the priority, right? How do we want to choose who's going to work on what item, right? And we we've tried, uh, you know, giving it to the people that want to to do it that's a really great way actually that's that would be the best way in my mind because even if that person doesn't have all the requisite knowledge they have the want to do it they have the you know they're excited about it they're choosing to do it and so um around that since we we usually uh mob work you know on our code uh we have one person that's saying i want to work on this and there'll be, you know, who else wants to join me, right? Um, it's it's one of those things that the more we ask, the more we experiment, the more we try and find the right way to do uh, software development, we're kind of coming to that one point, which turns out is very close to fast, right? And <laughs> And, you know, there's there are some meetings that we have in fast, some things that we have in fast that that we don't always we didn't always do in these other companies, but you know we worked in short iterations. Do you want to work in two week iterations? Do you want to work in three weeks? What about if we worked in two day iterations? In fact, uh, one of the teams I was just with was working basically in one day iterations. And the reason is because we didn't have all this overhead of meetings and planning and, you know, all that extra stuff. What we did is we showed up in the morning and, and 
someone said, what are we going to work on today? And another person would take, and I'm going to work in this room on this, this thing. And I need a couple people that know, you know, security and whatever to join me. And they would go do it. And then the next day they come in and say, here's what we got done. Here's the value that we added. You know, maybe it wasn't much. Maybe it was a lot. Maybe it was just learned. We learned something. We learned that we can't use that library we expected to. Okay. Mm -hmm. So then we go through the whole cycle again and decide, what are we going to work on today? People will step up and, and do that. And um, it's very interesting to me how these great practices sort of uh, uh, can be used or are used by people who know how to make great software, even without telling them that, uh, that it's fast. Mm. Yeah. I mean, one thing that jumps out to me real quick um, is that the, the style of coaching you're, you're, you're kind of doing is very similar to what I've seen done and I'll do it myself is, Hey, what do you want to do? Here's some options, you know what I mean? And then you try them out and then you pick one as a team, you know, and then that style of ways, as opposed to let's adopt framework X, Y, Z or buzzword, you know, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> right. Well, um, frameworks yeah. and, and buzzwords and whatnot, yeah. those are great, but you can't, <laughs> you can't just say do this and it's going to work. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You have to say what's, what's going to work for us. And you can take, you can take, there's some good parts of Scrum and there's some good parts of other fast and there's some good parts of Kanban and let's take little bits that we like and think will make our process better and let's use those. And if they make our process better, then then we'll keep using those and then we'll find something else, right? That's the, you really have to do that um, or else usually it doesn't work, right? You know, uh, I had a blog post just recently where basically the concept is nobody wants to be told what to do, mm, right? Yeah. We know our job. We're, our job is developers. Our job is software creators. We know how to do that. Don't tell me how to do it. Just tell me what you want and, and you know, let me do it the best way I know how. So, uh, oh, go ahead. I say that's the same sort of thing. Is that, yeah. that you can't just apply a framework and say this is you're gonna you're gonna do this and it's gonna work. Cool. Um, so I, I'm sure people are wondering uh, in your context, do you kind of have the freedom to do this, uh, um, it, you know, fully, or is it you know is this something that is just decided by the team? Is there leadership support? And um, I guess what I'm getting at also is. Uh, you know, do like, is, is, is there any sort of like accounting also done around any of this or is it, um, not record, you know, where people work and on what priorities and things like that? Like how, how do you, how, how are you inverting, I guess, um, that traditional, like we need to work on this product this much versus that much. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Let me start out with the, the first part, right? I really think that um, to have a really good high-performing team, you need to allow that team to to basically be who they are, understand who they are. Which, again, none of this is easy. I'll just I'm gonna you know I'll keep saying that because this is not easy. Uh, but the team knows how to make software. 
the team knows how to work together but sometimes if not they they can learn to work together but you can't impose these from a leadership standpoint you have to be a leader who trusts that your team can do this and that's often a really hard one for for uh you know management to to kind of give up or or product managers or scrum masters or whatever you know to to say I'm going to be here to help you. I'm going to clear out all those things that are gating you that I can. But you have to you have to make a decision and I'm going to trust that you're going to you're going to make a decision. I know you're going to make a mistake here and there, but you're going to learn from it and then you're going to make a better decision. Right? And you really have to have that to to well to make any change, right? At yeah. at the at work. Um as for the the metrics aspect, right? There are there are a lot of metrics that you can use. And, you know, um, we didn't, uh, I haven't done estimates in a while. I think that that they are not, um, not as effective a measurement as we'd like to think they are, to put it very nicely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but we can, we can do things like put a start and an end date on on the work and tell you how long it actually took and use like uh, Monte Carlo simulations. I know Steve Quo was just on and talked a little about that. Mm-hmm. Like you can you can get an understanding of how how things are flowing by by you know using those Dora metrics type of things. Um, Love it. <laughs> yeah, I you know i and i'm i'm thinking back one of the things that that i ran into um we had a person a manager who came in and was having a tougher time understanding how we worked and continually was sort of asking about how do you how do i measure the productivity of each developer in, in the mob how do i know that you know <laughs> How do I know that Astro, uh, Austin is doing his part, right? And and the answer is, yeah. You maybe you ask the team if you really have to know. But is the is the work getting done? You know, and it's it's an interesting thing that a, a team that works collaboratively and works well together will self correct, right? There have been yeah. if, if there's a person that's not right? That needs help. It's not that they're not pulling their weight or whatever. I, I like to think that we're all doing the best we can at the time we're we're doing it, right? And maybe this person's got issues that are happening outside of work that that's not, they're not able to sort of fully uh, uh, be there all the time. And a good team will look at that and say, how do we help? We notice that you're, you know, you're not able to make them all, or you're always having to leave, or you're not showing up at work, or whatever, you know. As opposed to how much work did you do? You're not yeah. doing the same amount of work as all of us, right? Because, right, it's it's we do what we can, and that's what I love collaborative work. Just, I mean, there's so many amazing things about that, but that's one of them. Is that we become a team? It's yeah. not a. It's not a, I have to do X amount of work and you have to match it. And, you know, so how do you measure? I don't know. I don't know. And I think that's one of the things 
um, if you look at the like the fast guide, uh, um, one of the things that's not really addressed because I think it's a new direction, and I don't I don't necessarily have an answer about well you, because you get into talking sure. about well how do we choose who gets the raise and how much, <laughs> right? And and you know in a ra really radical state, I'd say well you let the ch team choose. Yeah. But I don't think that's necessarily going to happen at most companies. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I, I mean, so I, I think I, I think uh, just we align with a lot of what you said, uh, you know, Dora metrics, uh, historic completion rate. Um, I, I went as far, you know, for, for working with the rest of the organization and, and like maybe introspection on metrics and things. I've even made a uh, um, a tool that uh, will create a historic Gantt chart uh, using unit test names. So this test mm -hmm. took this long to get into the code base, um, and uh, and that satisfied like ninety percent of the inquiries. Um, so I think you know just historic and are we getting things done and are they moving in the right direction? Like that sort of stuff works out really well. Yeah. Um, Yes. So, you know, similarly, <laughs> I'll, I'll add another note on that. And the, the, the really, um, the really interesting thing is that I think when you start to work in a, in, in a way like fast, uh, in a, um, a way where the teams have a lot of responsive, more responsibility and more ownership of, of not just the code, but the creation of the software, um, I think it becomes very apparent to the business side that things are getting done because you're continually shipping, you're continually communicating and coming back and saying, you wanted this blue, but you know, we were having this issue and maybe, maybe this blue would be better or, you know, or, or you wanted to make it talk and we couldn't really do that. And so maybe this, you know, but it, it like that continuous communication and continuous feedback and, and uh, um, responsibility of the team to make the good software. I think it, once you get into this, it really becomes apparent to the business and and the need for those mes metrics sort of drop away. They don't always go away totally, but I don't need to know exactly how many story points you're gonna do in the next week because you're continually communicating to me where we're at at every moment that I wanna know. Yeah. And, you know, and I trust you because we've had that feedback and communication. I trust that when something comes up that it's going to take longer than you thought, you're going to come to me first and say, you know, here's what we're <laughs> running into. Yeah. And you're not just lying because you're lazy developers, right? It's not that, right? Yeah. You, it, it's a connection that happens. Yeah. Yeah. And then when you're, you're delivering quality stuff that, that builds trust and that kind of stuff too. And, um, yeah, I, I and I, like along with you, Chris, uh, what Chris was saying, there, there's a, a lot of synergy here, and I guess what I've learned over the years, and this might take us on a, a bit of a tangent, but I think I think it's relevant. I'm really curious for your your, your takes on some of this stuff, Paige, because mm -hmm. um, I think in the last five years or so, I've been working in a roughly fast, at least the same kind of priority statements of self selection and um, collective working. You know, whether that's mobbing or ensembling. Um, and the ability to choose what you work on and who you work with and things like that. The, this element of choice has always been a part of it. I guess I've seen several different variations of it where 
there's some variations where they're switching every two days. And then there's some variations of it where they're switching every couple of years, you know what I mean? And that kind of thing yeah. as well. And I think one thing that, that that's kind of come up and I had some notes here on it was um, I've had this hypothesis. It's kind of come up with what makes a healthy mob, right? Mm-hmm. And I think, or maybe a healthy mob, a healthy team, healthy ensemble, and I've noticed that things can go south if there's not a few key elements in there. Um, and I guess when it's completely self-selected, uh, how does that happen? <laughs> right? You know, so um, like you mentioned before, certain technical skills or even reliability and punctuality, you know what I mean? Or competence and whatever we're working on, you know, and that, that kind of thing. Yeah. Have you ever seen it where the self-selection doesn't land with a team who can get the work done, basically. <laughs> no. Good. <laughs> I mean, really, that's the simple answer. Nice. And, and okay. The, the long answer actually mm-hmm. comes because I think there's a lot of things you have to do before that. Before okay. you just, you can't just say, okay, tomorrow we're going to start self-selecting our work and then we're going to dynamically reteam and go, right? Mm, okay. You have to become a team. Mm-hmm. And I think you have to do things like chartering and team agreements. We agree that, you know, I know we're 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 a long way away and we're online, but I, you know, we're gonna put this up and we're gonna agree to certain working ways of working and things that we do because we all are responsible for the work. And, you know, we're we're going to um show up at at uh, we're going to be online between 10 and three every day you know we're gonna we're gonna be in uh, we're gonna have a zoom room open and uh we're gonna have cameras on the entire time with exceptions right you know we're all adults you can you don't have to be online but you it's like a you know, we're going to try and have cameras on because we need that feedback of what we're when we're talking to to everybody. We need mm-hmm. the facial expressions. I need to know that you're not, you know, you're actually there and listening. Um, you know, we're going to um, we're going to accept that everybody can't be there all the time and that's OK, but we're not going to disappear. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to, you know, like. I, I, there's a there's a lot of things like this mm-hmm. we're we're gonna mm-hmm. work on yes and right if someone if there's a disagreement that's great let's try yes and yes you believe that and i believe this or you know like you have to have some sort of um of of way of resolving conflict and mm. I, conflict is not a bad thing yeah conflict can can get us to great places and it doesn't have to be a butting of heads or I'm angry at you and I never want to work with you type of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, if you look at, at, um, at the conflict of why, why do you think we should design it that way and use that library? I've never used that. I've always used this library and it's worked really well. Mm-hmm. Right. How do we resolve that? Yeah. Right. And you, you have to build that team and, um, and come to these agreements. That's a really important part first. <clears throat> before you before you even say, okay, go do stuff, you know, um, because, because it requires a, 
I, I, it might sound flip, flippant, but uh, but we used to say it requires you to be adult, right? Uh, um, <laughs> yeah. Right? And what? And and now, I I sometimes look back and like, well, maybe that's not the best way of saying it. It 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 requires you to be responsible to yourself and to the team and to the company. Mm. And well, honestly, it's it, you know um, just like like mobbing ensemble collaborative work it's not for everybody mm. you know dynamic reteaming and self-selection and all that stuff it's not for everybody there are a lot of amazing developers who want to show up in the morning and get their work and type their code and commit it or you know whatever and then go home in the evening awesome those people are fabulous right and that's why i kind of feel weird about saying adulting because they're adults also but but this kind of working might not be for them and that's okay right it's uh it's it works for me works for a lot of people and you know what uh, um that's awesome but you there are things you have to do first you have to have a safety a, a, a psychological safety on the team of being able to say i don't know or making mistakes and not like that whole blameless post-mortem type of thing right? yeah yeah and i guess that's um maybe what I'm getting at is I've seen these fast self-selection dynamic routine things work really, really well. Often I've also seen times where it struggles more and it, it, it might be because of what you just mentioned, right? Is there someone who knows who's in that team, uh, whether in the team or, you know, like a back of the room coach kind of thing, teaching mm -hmm. psychological safety and how to have healthy conflict. Or, you know, imagine a self-selected team that has no XP skills or very low XP skills, you know. Um, th those kind of scenarios are, um, you know, and so I guess I'm wondering, does FAST always come with some sort of coach role who's helping to fill the gaps of those kind of things? Or if a team, let's just say it's a team of three people and none of them believe in refactoring unit tests and whatever are they is the quality going to be low and that's okay or you well, know or, well, yeah, yeah. The, the answer is that yes the quality will be low and i i think that's <laughs> that doesn't matter whether you're doing some sort of fast agile type of sure, practice sure, or, sure, sure. Or, yeah. or whatnot but mm -hmm. uh, and and i think so fast agile one of the sort of um components of it is quality practices quality okay. software development but you you know there's a very basic core and that's the the uh, using the open space marketplace to to dynamically sure. team and self-select the work you don't have to have everything else right mm -hmm. and in fact uh james shore was it, he has a great talk online where he talks about his experience um implementing fast at a company and they didn't work collaboratively. They were still, uh, maybe. I don't know if they were. I don't believe they were mobbing. Uh, I, they were. They were dynamically reteaming, but I think they were still kind of uh, um, doing doing the solo work. I think now that I now that I say that out loud, it's uh, I'm going to be wrong. I think, but uh, but I don't think you you have to necessarily do that. But I think it's helpful, and. Um, you know, I think that uh, that all those the XP and the the great quality practices you don't have to do those, but again, you're only sort of you're only getting better at one 
part of the process if you're you know like I, I go on and on about the whole if you don't have good tests you don't you can't have a great CI/CD system you can't release regularly you know or quickly and you can't uh, you know you can't pivot on a dime and and uh, you know you have your code becomes fragile and all that stuff um, but it's not necessarily a, a prerequisite mm -hmm. and then do you need a coach well it, it, as a technical coach the answer is yes right you always <laughs> need a coach i think um you know i don't think we learn without someone who can who can help us mm -hmm. right and yeah. and that like i guess i guess when we were doing fast um originally when we were kind of coming up with it ron cortel was kind of that coach person but we had we had a like a guild, a fast guild, a process guild where we would meet and talk about what are we doing? What, you know, is this the right thing? Is there an experiment we want to try? And it wasn't it wasn't one person saying, oh, you should you guys should do this. You should try that. It was it, it was a um, an emergence of everybody that showed up. Anybody that wanted to show up could. Right. And and talk about what do we want to try? How do we want to get better? Right. So I think it certainly helps. Right. You know, I, uh, um, and I'm going to touch on what Steve Crow was saying in his, his uh, deliberate practice. Like, I think you can learn. Um, you can learn and you can learn by doing. It just takes a much longer time. Right. <laughs> Could <Yes>. be months <laughs> to years longer. Right. <laughs> It's a yeah. lot harder to learn by doing to to learn to do great practices um, without someone who knows about them. It's sort of that that idea of you know if I don't know that this exists, if I didn't know that you could do this, how am I gonna? I'm gonna have to figure it out on my own, and yeah. I might, and it might take me a month. It might take me sixteen years, or I might never get there. Right, so the the positive aspect of having someone in that coach role is that that they can they they can see from a little higher level they can point out things that they have experience with and they can kind of uh, uh help you move to what you know at least suggest what what you might try if a if a team becomes large enough right then there needs to be some sort of baselining happening otherwise because i i have i have seen that where so, um, you know, we generally have a, if you're not learning and you're not contributing, go to a different mob, yep. uh, very similar to the open space rules. And we've been doing that for years. Um, and I think we've seen in the past that, uh, sometimes that becomes, uh, you know, what do the people want to learn? And there'll be a diverse, uh, you know, skill set and that diverse skill set. Sometimes, uh, there is like, you know, conflict, like, uh, you know, and, and some in some level, you get some of that filtered out in interview processes. Or uh, if you absorb another team, then maybe that 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 other team has different philosophies, and you have to reconcile that. So I, I do like the yes and uh, idea, um, but also I think just working agreements in general are are we as a as a as a team going to do unit tests or not, and then. And then, you know, having some sort of accountability around that. Um, but, you know, that 
that's appropriate. I don't, I don't think that, you know, it is, it is kind of go where the passion is and work on the thing that you want to, but it doesn't, it's not a dichotomy between whether or not you have like stable working agreements and, and do you create, you know, team wide working agreements versus department wide versus company wide? Um, you know, it, it is going to be something like, you know, federal government and states, I think is an, an analogy that mm -hmm. I've heard before. Um, <laughs> so there, there do need to be federal laws on some level. Uh, so that, that sort of thing. It's hard though, because I, I, I have seen it go off the way, you know, I have seen mobbing uh, done in a way, a self-selected way that, that uh, potentially drove the code base in, into the ground <laughs> from a quality standpoint. Um, so there, there is, you know, working agreements and baselining, I think are, you know, maybe key aspects. Yeah. And one thing that Austin, I think touched on earlier was that whole idea of like, you know, how do you make sure the right people get on the right team or, you know, mm -hmm. um, I, I've got work and, and it's database work and, and, but that the person that really knows the database really well, wants to go work on that other, you know, in that other group. Um, and, and along with that, the question I always get when I talk about this, at, you know, at, at a conference or whatnot is, um, what about the shit work? What about that, that thing that, you know, what about that story that nobody wants to do? That's, you know, copy this text file line by line into, you know, the JSON file, uh, because we have to move the data, right? Nobody wants to do that. That's dumb. And, you know. Uh, there's more shiny, exciting stuff over there. And and the answer is that usually it sticks around for, you know, uh, uh, a cycle or two. And if you're going in very short cycles, like like in fast, we we, um, we kind of recommend two day cycles, value cycles. But like, OK, so if it gets if nobody picks it up for for a cycle or two, that's uh, that's four days eventually someone on the team goes gosh this has been in there this has been up there for a while i'm i'm going to do it and i really need somebody that would just hang out with me and we can do this together and then uh and then we'll get back to the fun stuff right it's again back to that team ownership and team responsibility for the work mm -hmm. the same sort mm -hmm. of thing happens with the the knowledge right and obviously when we're collaborating when we're mobbing or ensembling that knowledge is being spread around. And well, there's a there's a subject matter expert on the database and I don't know database stuff. If I work with that person, I get to learn a little bit and I can pick up a little bit of the work until I don't know. And then then, you know, then we can get a, a, another person to help out. But mm -hmm. but we start to spread that knowledge around. Um, nice. Oftentimes what will happen is like, you know, the, the team will step up and say, look, I'm going to work on this. I really need a person who knows the database stuff. And I, I this is really important. We have to get this done before we can continue to move on in this area. Right. And then the people who really know the database go, fine. I really wanted to work on the shiny new thing, but I'm going to come. I'll do it. You know, and the maybe they hang out for the whole value cycle, two days. Maybe they hang out for long enough to get you past the hump of the database work, right? Or maybe they stay for longer because they find that that they're it's really important and they feel that sort of responsibility. 
Mm. But that that um, how do we make sure the right people are on the right work? Well, we trust the the team to put themselves where they need to be. Again, if you're not if you're not actively contributing or actively learning, then you go elsewhere where nice. you you can actively contribute or actively learn. Nice. Yeah. And um, I think I have one more specific question, but maybe first is kind of a hypothesis of kind of this dynamic reteaming fast, you know, self-selection kind of mobbing thing going on is, is it's not a, it's not a, like anything else. There's no magic bullet, right? It's not like, Hey, you follow a few simple, fast self-selection rules and wow, everybody's going to, you know, produce, you know, 20 releases a day with high quality, perfectly refractored unit tested code. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's more, it, it kind of reminds me of the principles, the agile manifesto, where it's it's a it's a way it's a great way to build projects around motivated individuals and yeah. you know trust them to get the job done. It, it gives some teeth to what that way may look like, right? Um, yeah. And what self organization may look like, where that uh, uh, talks about uh, good design coming from those self organizing teams. And so, um, but it, it's almost like I've heard Woody say before. Uh, he 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 needed he he felt. Uh, compelled to stack the deck in teams and mobs, you know what I mean? To <laughs> mm -hmm. make sure that there's the right mix of people that can self-organize with the right XP skills or what have you, um, with the interpersonal skills as well. Um, yeah. So before I ask my last question, does that sound about right with fast? And then, yeah. Okay, cool. It, uh -huh. And it really does. And, and well, we have, you know, we have the fast guide and it, it, it lays out all the steps. Mm -hmm. it, it, it is not, prescriptive of exactly what you have to do right, <laughs> right. yeah it, it, it's yeah. great practices that that you can do and will improve mm -hmm. your your process but yeah you're you're right it's there's there is no silver bullet <laughs> nice um one of my last questions was have you ever seen it occur where there's a discrepancy in team switching um styles or frequency. So for example, um, something that comes to mind for me is context, right? So I've done kind of the similar to the fast style thing where switching is pretty, doesn't happen a ton. So like it's on the months, several months or years cadence, right? Where people switch or self-select or go somewhere else. Or if there is switching, it's like, oh, I went and visited them for a week and I came back and then I was here for six months kind of thing. Yeah. Um, have you ever seen it where some people on a team kind of have more of that mindset and other people are like, every five minutes just to be totally exaggerating uh i want to switch and yeah, there's a discrepancy of like okay the person who's staying is re-explaining context to everybody <laughs> right yeah. versus someone who's just kind of bouncing around and you know maybe butterflying um have you ever seen this discrepancy in frequencies uh switching styles or <laughs> i think you know when, when you first start the, this practice when you first start allowing allowing your your teams to decide what they're going to work on to decide you know how they're going to collaborate and um there's a learning time there right mm -hmm. and and that's that like oh i, I okay that was cool and i'm going to go try this um with fast we it's not usually a, a whenever you want type of thing. It's it's at the end of each value cycle. So if you you know if you're doing two day value cycles, 
then there's kind of an expectancy expectancy is that a word there's kind of an expectation <laughs> thank you that um that you're going to stick with that you know group that you chose now does that always happen no but i don't think i don't think that that i've seen it happen more than just a little bit sort of in the beginning mm -hmm. i don't think that there's there have been you know months into a project where there's one person or more that is still like oh i'm gonna go work with them oh i'm gonna go work with them and you know like like disappearing again you know the teams become self-regulating they they work as a group they each person starts to feel a responsibility to the team and you know uh the team I've seen times when when someone on the team will, you know, or the team will talk about something and, hey, gosh, this person's just not showing up. And, you know, I noticed they checked in some solo work last night and, you know, I, I don't know why they would do that. And and the team would, you know, like, hey, maybe I could go talk to that person and see what's going on. Right. And And figure out how do we maybe there's something with our process we need to change and affect so that this person can continue to work at their best with us right again not just saying this is the way we do it but this is you know let's continue ev continually evaluate how we work let's continually make it better and make sure that everybody is able to to work in this way and everybody is you know able to work their best in this way um so i i think that that almost self-regulates itself mm. you know, in, in that, that it, it, um, it handles itself. So, yeah. uh, maybe, um, this one question. So at the end of the two day cycle, yeah. had you seen it where people reorg like it, the task was completed yeah, and then people that were working together initially switched to the people that they were working together with. Yeah. They pick up a new task and they, and they really a different group of people. Yeah. I, I've I've seen it both ways where yeah. where the 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 entire group sort of scatters and goes to other groups where they can be helpful or they can continue to learn. Or they're like, oh, that was great. Well, that was so much fun. Let's do it again. Right. And that same group stays together yeah. for the next task. Now that but again, that doesn't that's that's um that's nice and that's makes it excellent to be on a team like that because i i really enjoy working with the people i i like right um but i don't think that it, i i don't think it ever became like clickish in that you know like oh these four people are always working as a as a mob together <laughs> and they don't want anybody else in their group and they're never splitting i don't i don't recall looking back i don't recall ever running into that sort of thing mm -hmm. yeah I think they 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 enjoyed it, and usually they stay together because they finished a, a chunk of work, and the next chunk of work is sort of a follow on to the previous. You know, we were going to yeah. build this API. We 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 made this endpoint. It it, it uh, and all we were going to do is return a static user. Now the next step is we're going to actually get the user from the database and return it. I'm going to stay with this group. We were we were doing great work. We had a good time. And it's the same basic, you know, next step. And so that's, that will usually hold people onto it, but not, not so much, you know, 
what yeah. you're what you're getting at. Okay, well, we're uh, we're coming up on time here. Uh, so, uh, Paige, thank you very much for uh, joining us. Is there anything that you wanted to promote or share before we close the show? I um, I'm always open to to talking with people. I, I'm always willing to have a coffee chat or you know just ping me. I'm on LinkedIn and Twitter and Blue Sky and whatever Mastodon and all the other ones. <laughs> um, I'm very passionate about it, obviously. So so uh, you know I've got another six hours of material, so we could just keep going if you want. Um, <laughs> I do teach I do teach uh, mobbing and uh, collaborative uh, programming workshops. I teach a fast agile workshop. Um, I, I'm always open to to talk about those as well. And uh, and Steve Quo and I run the Seattle Code Crafters Meetup. We have great people. And again, awesome. You guys are going to be on here in, a, in another month or so, right? I'm excited yeah, yeah. about that. Um, everybody's welcome, and it's free, and it's you know. Uh, it's a great time so awesome all right well uh to our listeners and viewers out there uh make sure that um if you know somebody that maybe is struggling with how how the team is organized and uh maybe could be looking for a different way or or maybe something with shock value to them at least <laughs> uh then uh, be sure to share this episode with them and uh, be sure to like, subscribe, and ring the notification bell. And uh, thanks, uh, and thanks again, Paige. And and uh, we'll see you all next time. Bye, hey, everybody. Thank you.